0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone Or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast by experts, by fans, by the Colts themselves. They like it. Why is it so universally liked, despite the fact that it had no first round pick in it and the Colts traded back from 42 to 53? losing 11 potential slots where they could have gotten an upgrade. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Chris Ballard a little bit, and we'll talk about the sweet spots statistically for the Indianapolis Colts offensively this coming year that they kind of need to hit in order to be the point-scoring machine that they're going to have to be in order to win games. That defense is going to be better. We'll see how good they got to score points. You have got to outscore opponents. It's in 1976, and these are not the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is not 1985, and these aren't the Chicago Bears. These aren't the hogs of the Redskins in the 80s under Joe Gibbs. This is 2022, and you got to go score points. So why is this Colts draft so good? Hit subscribe. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. And remember, download the call-in app because we'll have a call in show this week. It's gonna run at least a half hour talking about the Colts. All of what they've done. Gonna be phenomenal. I cannot wait to host that show. And if you got a question that's driving you nuts, hit the donation button. Throw the comment up as a donation. I see it immediately because of the graphics. I'm not trying to be greedy. Alright, let's talk about the Colts and why this draft is universally held as so damn good. It's the RAS score. Finally, Chris Ballard is going after fast and athletic players who also exhibit the character qualities that he covets in Colts. That's it. How good are the relative athletic scores for this draft class? First, let's take a look at uh, Alec Pierce. All right, a 9.83. This is on a scale of 1 to 10. He is a 9.83, which is ranked 53rd among all wide receivers since this kind of thing was tabulated first in 1987. So this is almost, well it is, it's 35 years. He's 53rd among all wide receivers in terms of relative athleticism among wide receivers that's that's a phenomenally athletic guy and this is what alec pierce can do this is what it measures it measures speed he's tall he's rangy he's got a great catch radius he's a guy who's going to go up and i know this drives some people crazy this phrase he high points the ball why because in high school this kid played volleyball he understands how to time his jump and go up and get the ball at his apex not the ball's apex but his apex, that's what Alec Pierce does. All right, second, they took Johnny Woods, right? Johnny Woods with a 10, a 10. That is the highest score for a tight end, period, in the history of the RAS. Highest of all time, and they get him at 73rd. This guy has all kinds of upside. His ceiling's up here. Look, at 73, you got two choices. One choice is you take the high floor guy you know what you're going to get. High floor, low ceiling. The other kind of guy you could win a championship with, and that's a guy with an almost unlimited ceiling. And that's what Jelani Woods is. Jelani Woods can play. At Oklahoma State, for three years, he was ignored as an option. One year, he played at Virginia, and all of a sudden, he got good numbers and became a guy who was seen as draftable at tight end. It's not that he wasn't a blocking tight end either at Oklahoma State. Here's a guy, they just didn't throw it to him. He was a receiver, they just didn't throw him the football. They threw him the football in Virginia. He's going to have to figure out the blocking component to what he does. Highest graded tight end ever since 1987. All right, then you've got uh, Bernard Ryman. And that is, according to the Colts press release, this is how you pronounce his name. Bernard Ryman. Okay. His score, 9.86. He is the 17th highest graded offensive lineman since 1987. That is out of a whole gob of these guys, right? 17th of all of them in the last 35 years. That's how good he is. He can move. He can move with purpose. He's got a great base. He's big. He can play, and he may be the starting left tackle this season. That's not out of the question. Reading the notes from the scouts with the Colts, they're not ruling that out. That it's not Matt Pryor for a year. Let Bernard figure out what's going on, and and then plug him in maybe in 2023. That's not the plan with this guy. He may be good enough to start right now. Then you've got at safety the guy that the Colts traded up for at '96, gave up a a third round pick in '23, plus the a fifth round pick I think this year to move up a little bit and get uh, the '96 pick and that is Nick Cross out of Maryland safety. Nick Cross, the 12th highest graded safety in terms of RAS, right? relative athletic score period 12th highest safety in 35 years and some people had cross as the second best safety on the board this entire year just behind hamilton and notre dame so there you go those are the guys and like you talk about eric johnson who they got in the fifth round a defensive tackle hit a 9.16 which ranks 123rd out of 1,459 defensive linemen since, you guessed it, 1987. So that is why people are high on this draft for the Colts. We've seen what they've done other years. We saw it, and God bless Michael Pittman. Love Michael Pittman. Really good receiver, but not like blazing speed. He is not a burner. Rock Yassine, second-round pick, also picked 34th. Not a burner. 4-5 or five plus as a quarterback. That's slow. Slow but big meant something. Or or it, speed was not necessarily the priority that was most important to Chris Ballard as he assembled the roster. So, now things have changed a little bit. And all of a sudden, they, they're getting the, the size. There's no question that these are, are great-sized guys. Not not Johnson so much. He's smallish for a defensive tackle. But you look at Pierce, who's 6'3", a little bit plus. Johnny Wood, 6'7". Ryman, 6'6", 6'7". Cross, one is a safety. These guys all fill the jersey, but they're also really, really fast and really athletic. Cover a lot of ground. And that is critical to what Chris Ballard's trying to do, and that's win a championship. You got to have fast guys, speed kills. He wrote on his draft board, right? Got to gather dynamic weapons. That's on both sides of the ball. I think Cross is a dynamic weapon defensively. I think Pierce is a dynamic weapon. Ryman's an athletic weapon, dynamic. And then you got Woods, who could grow into an absolute beast at tight end. It's not that. I know, or anybody else knows, that these Colts, this Colts draft class, is going to be, you know, the second coming of 2018 or whatever. What this is, though, is a draft with great upside. And that was the best you were going to get when your first pick is at 42 and you trade back to 53. That's what you were going to get. You've got, uh, you know, but Ballard... Ballard kills me because Ballard's always going to take defensive tackles or defensive ends. He can't help himself. He is drawn to defensive tackles like Johnny Depp to insane starlets. That's what Chris Ballard does. Chris Ballard is going to say, you know what? Yeah, we kind of need this Kyle Phillips guy out of UCLA. You like him as a possession guy? All right, let's take Kyle Phillips. Uh, We'll do that. Let me call it in. All right, we uh, the Colts are going to take... Eric Johnson, defensive tackle. He can't help himself. It's an addiction. He needs help. He needs help. He keeps drafting defensive tackles, and he's got to stop. Please, for the love of God. How many defensive tackles do you need? Now they've got 10 defensive uh, linemen under contract, six defensive ends, and four defensive tackles. Do you really need that? Is that necessary to win today? In the NFL, you got Ngakwe good. You got Pei, you got Odengbo. You got Stewart, you got Buckner. You you got all these guys. Uh, Do you need more? You need more tackles? Really? You know what? He's like, with defensive tackles, it's like he's going to the movie theater. And just because it looks cool, he gets the biggest damn carafe of popcorn he can. Like seven pounds of popcorn. You got to carry it out with two hands to your seat. That's what he does with uh, defensive tackles. Trading next year's third to move up and get crossed, I think is genius. When I was in college, I, this I, this occurred to me as though it was my idea. All right, um, hey, if I write a check and and then I write another check, and I can I can kind of kick the can down the road and and not worry about ever having to cover it because that's called kiting checks. That's what you do when you trade last year's third-round pick plus a fifth to move into this year's third round. You can do that in perpetuity. You can do that next year in the draft, in the 23 draft. You can trade the 24 third-rounder and and a fifth-rounder from 23 and move into the third round of the 23 draft. It's genius. It's check-hiding draft picks. Chris Ballard, good for you. Uh, and he appears to have figured out that speed's necessary, and thank God that happened in time for him to save his job. All right, the best-case scenario this year offensively. Matt Ryan, a 7.5-yard-per-attempt average, and more 35-7. and 7. 35 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, what he did last year, which was uh, I think twenty and fourteen. You need the thirty-five and seven number, and and uh, Frank Reich and Marcus Bailey have been really good at putting quarterbacks into position to reduce their interception number, right? So seven like Rivers had a very good year in twenty. Wentz even last year had a good year in terms of picks, only uh, through seven. Matt Ryan though has got to figure out how to throw less picks and more TDs. And that is about weapons. you got to have weapons. And I think that Ballard's going to have gotten them. Jonathan Taylor, no more 1,800-yard seasons. No, no. The sweet spot for him is somewhere between twelve and 1,400. That's plenty. You don't win a championship running the ball for 1,800 yards. You cannot have a running back carry that disproportionate level of the offense on his broad shoulders. You just can't. He is a wonderful running back. He should not get 1,800 yards ever again. Throw the ball 57% of the time like you like. You can do that, Frank. Get this thing moving vertically instead of constant pounding the ball. Do not need to pound the ball. uh, 12-14, to but I want him with 50 receptions instead of 40 and 500 yards. Alright, get that done. Throw him the ball more often. Naheem Hines, I want 70 carries, 350 yards, 5 yards a carry for those of you who weren't math majors, and 60 catches for 500 yards. That's what we want out of Naheem Hines. Michael Pittman Jr., 90 catches, 1,100 yards. So roughly what he did this past year, that'd be fine. Alec Pierce now, 60 catches, 800 yards as a rookie. That's a lot to ask for, for a rookie. But I think he can do it. Uh, Paris Campbell, I want him healthy. 45 catches, 650 yards. That's if he's healthy. Mo Ali Cox, 40 catches, 550 yards. Johnny Woods, 28 catches, 250 yards, 6 TDs. He was a TD machine at Virginia. 10 touchdown catches at UVA. And then the offensive lineman, I want healthy all 17 games. That's Ryman, Nelson, Kelly, Pinter, and Smith. And what you lose from the rushing offense, you lose Wentz's 215 yards You lose max 101 yards. All right? If you do that, you got a chance to run up a ton of points. A ton. They've got the weapons. They need to sign one more wide receiver because you can't count on Campbell. Maybe it's Hilton. Maybe it's Julio Jones. Who the hell knows? I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. It should be this week, according to Chris Ballard, where they decide on T.Y. Hilton, and I think if it isn't Hilton, They should go get Jones. Jones is 33. Hilton is either going to be 33 or he's 33. These guys are at the tail end of very productive careers. Maybe you can squeeze out one more year of greatness. That's living in hope. And when you live in hope, you die in desperation, and the Colts tend to do that. They live in hope a lot, and you can't indulge in hope. A general manager, a really good general manager, has to be 35,000 feet above his roster and coaching staff. And Chris Ballard tends to like to get in there. He tends to like to be in the room. He tends to like to build relationships with pay- players. That does not help. Uh, could he be the, uh, I know what you're trying to, yeah, uh, Eric Evron uh, type tight end? You know what? I, I from the neck down, cool. From the head up, uh, let's not have that alright uh, don't need that that dude Ebron when I say Efron like Zach Efron Eric Ebron a- at any rate he was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and uh, a pain in the ass what are you going to do but that is where the Colts are this draft was really successful in terms of building a uh, building a draft class that the ceiling's up here now, the floor is down there, right? But you don't win championships by playing it safe. And Chris Ballard didn't. He was rolling the dice, rolled the dice on a bunch of guys. It fell just the way they wanted. They wanted Pierce. That's who they wanted as a wide receiver. They wanted Woods. That's who they wanted. I told you that Friday. Those were their wants. Not only did they get it. Thank you very much, Gary. Not only did they get that, they also... Traded back to the tune of Bernard Ryman. And that's awful damn good. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. I absolutely can't wait. Let's get up. Let's get
0: up in a good mood.